Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You hear him as a part of the Red Sox radio network, as I call him, the voice of baseball in Boston, our friend Lou Merloni on the Harbor One Hotline. Lewis, how are you? Happy Friday, everybody. Oh, oh, where, oh. Where, what hole are you on? He's not. He's no, home. No, oh, you're no. home? You can hear the echo. No. Oh. Yeah, no, no no golf today. No golf. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. So yeah. Nothing today. Have you, listen, listen to your voice message after uh, this hit, okay? I will. I will. <laughs> I, Lou, is actually, Lou is actually standing outside Boston's preeminent MRI center that Chris Sale is about to go into, and yeah. they're going to punch the card for his 10th MRI, so the next one is it's free. free. That's oh, right. How about well, that? Lucky. He gets the balloon. Maybe no buddy, like a little surprise. They normally well, give you a bike ride, but he something. would fall. So yeah, they, they can't gotta... do that either. Oh, man, Lou. Once again with Chris Sale. Ugh. Not good. Not good. And, you know, it's funny because we had this discussion, I think, the last two or three outings, and it was like, you know, can you start to trust this guy? Is he back? And and you kind of really simplify and break it down. And you're like, man, I'm just happy he's given nine or ten or eleven starts and hasn't got hurt yet. You know, if you, you know, but, yeah, he was back. And it was just fortunate. Um, I was hoping it was some kind of like a strained side, oblique or something like that because the shoulders, you don't want any part of the shoulder, you want any part of the elbow. The other stuff, the fluke injury, falling off a bike, breaking a pinky, whatever. But shoulder, elbow, that's not good. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, ten being holy crap, uh, this is this is over. Where do you, where is your like fear factor with this as far as what could what could the results be of the MRI? Well, I mean, I'm, listen, I always worry too much, you know. Um, I mean, as far as if he can't go, if he's done for the year, like you know, I, I think it's gonna be really hard for this team to kind of compete in this division. Um, everything was kind of you know, a lot of things needed to go right for this team to compete for a playoff spot, and and they really have maybe except for the last week to 10 days, you know, but um, him going down is not good. You know, then you look at a guy like Paxton and who's back in that rotation. Is it Pavetta? Do they want to keep Crawford in the bullpen? So, yeah, my concern level is probably about an eight right about now or nine. So what do they do then, Lou? What, what, I mean, because, right, because they threw uh, Pavetta got basically, I guess, uh, he got demoted to the bullpen. He's a starting pitcher and he wasn't really happy about it. At least I don't think so. And do they bring him back in? Like how does like so? What's your what's your rotation now? You know, I I, I actually always felt like uh, Cutter Crawford was a, you know should be a starter. He's got starter stuff, but I just sort of like that dynamic of him and Winkowski out there in that pen with those other guys. So I think I put Pavetta in, in the rotation. You know, I know you get they got this double header scheduled double header tomorrow. Yep. So it's gonna be you know someone's gonna be jumping in there, and, and who knows what's going on with Kluber? It was just a fandom to get him ready and give him some time off, whatever. But. Uh, I think I'd rather have Pavetta in the bullpen, I mean, in the rotation, because I think he's a better pitcher. You know, and I don't know what Kluber's situation is, but Pavetta helps you more out in the bullpen. So it sort of turns into like, okay, what are we trying to improve more? Keep the bullpen kind of solid because he's been throwing the ball well, or do we just want to gas up our rotation and get guys there? So I think that probably goes into the thought process. Like right now, what's more important, the fifth spot or having a really good deep bullpen? 
Our friend Lou Marloni is with us on the Harbor One Hotline. He's a part of the Red Sox Radio Network, and as we say here, the voice of baseball in Boston. I've seen you tweet about this a little bit, and if there was one thing, Lou, going into the year, I was like, boy, this Red Sox team, okay, they got some holes, but defensively they should be okay. Well, this week has not been great for them defensively, and it's really hurt them. Do we have to start to worry that that part of the game is going to become a problem for this crew? Yeah, you know, it really has been all year long. It's just that they they were swinging the bat so well that they were making up for a lot of it. Um, for a hundred years in the game of baseball, it, to be a good defensive team, you have to be strong up the middle. And going into the season, you had two catchers that you didn't know if anyone could be a starter. You didn't know if you kick and play shortstop, kick and play shortstop every day. You didn't know if the Royal could stay healthy. And Duvall is a Gold Glove outfielder, but he's a Gold Glove left fielder, not a center fielder. So when the season started, you were pretty weak defensively, you know, up the middle of the field, or a lot of question marks, I should say. Um, and that's kind of where you're still at. Like, at, at, you know, watching Kike play shortstop, it's, it's like, you know, it makes you appreciate a guy like Xander Bogarts, who every single day, and Derek Jeter, every day, it's kind of boring, but they'll just make the routine plays. So they don't make the spectacular plays great. But you know what? If they catch it, he, it's out. And Kike's, you know, at times has played a really nice shortstop. He obviously had a meltdown the other day. But, I mean, at times he has shown, like, even in the last month, that he's kind of settled in a little bit. But playing every single day, it's a routine play needs to be made. And it's just defensively right now, it's, it's killing. You know? yeah. I mean, earlier in the year, they were taking losses off the board and putting Ws up with these comebacks. They went off the board and putting up losses. So, like, even with Kiki, like, even, like, the other day when we spoke to Cord, like, the last time I looked, like, I mean, the other day, like, he was leading the majors in errors. At the time, he had 11. And so, obviously, mentioned that to Cora, and he seemed to kind of downplay it as maybe, you know, don't look at the errors so much as the run saved. Is yep. that, like, an accurate, like, you know, hey, don't worry, the sky isn't falling kind of, like, coach speak, or is that just, like, the truth? I think it's kind of a way to justify what you're seeing, you know, in, in their terms. You know what I mean? Because um, – you can sit there and say, you know, I, it, the question is, do you want a shortstop that's got great range but can't make the routine play? So, great, he takes hits away left and right, you know, once in a while here. But for the most part, most ground balls are routine. I have the routine play. Okay, I'd love to have, I'd love to have both. But he, he's sort of like, listen, he's struggling with some routine plays, but he's saving runs defensively, maybe with some range or taking hits away. And that's great, but it's got to be kind of a little bit of both, right? So they're focusing on the positives. He's taking some runs away. But the errors, I mean, it's it's hard to ignore because they're just they're there. Lou Maloney is with Gresh and Fourier. He's with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, we did ask Cora about uh, Memorial Day, and Lou, I had always heard, being in this business, that when you get to Memorial Day, you kind of take stock of what you have. Is that a benchmark that you go by? And if so. Is this team about right what you thought they would be at Memorial Day, right around a couple games over 500? I didn't expect them to be this far behind in the division. I mean, Tampa's off to an unbelievable start. The Orioles are actually not fading after another good start. But a couple games over 500, I guess this is really where they're supposed to be around this time of year, right? Yeah, yeah and, and the saying pretty much is a six-month season. So the first two months you evaluate what you have. The next two months, maybe you see what you have internally and you evaluate what you might need externally in the trade market. And then the last two months, it's a sprint. You know, you've gone through the trade deadline. This is our team. Go get them. So they're in that evaluation process right now. Um, they're pretty much exactly what I think most people thought they would be. 
You know, I mean, I, I you know, this week I know they lost two to the Reds, and it's like, oh my God, look at this payroll. I can't believe they're losing to the Reds and everything. And it's like, okay, raise your hand if you thought they were going to win a World Series. Like, who, is there anybody out there that thought they were going to win the go to the World Series? Like, they're competitive. I mean, they're fun to watch at times. So this is kind of who they are. And really, the last ten games or so, they have you know they've struggled. They struggled out out in Anaheim, and they struggled against the Reds. So uh, should it be games over 500? Yeah, give or take a couple. I mean, I could see them being five games over 500, kind of really who they've been so far this year. But this is kind of who they are. What they're, This year it's, it's about kind of building a new core. It's about moving forward and saying, okay, is this our rotation next year? Is this our lineup next year? Is this our bullpen next year? Do we have some more pieces? And how do we build on that? So when you look at like uh, this, their overall standings and their record, do you think they, being the players, get and even Cora get a little irritated that they have to look at the standings and realize they're in last place, even though they have a winning record? And if they were in the NL Central or the AL Central, they either be in first place or battling for first place. Yeah, you know, I, I just don't think that players kind of, you know, they'll, they'll look at it once in a while, but it's really like a day to day kind of mentality, day to day job. But when you're there every single day and you look up at the green monster at home and you just see yourself at last, you know, I think they felt better about themselves when they were, you know, four or five games above, you know, 500 and sitting there in fourth and being like, okay, we're a couple games out of third and that's where the wild card spot's going to be. But um, they, they, they can't be looking at scoreboard. They can't be getting frustrated. They are what they are. I think they just got to go about it day to day here with Tampa Bay and try to pull two of these games out and hopefully three. Hey, Lou, what happened to Adalberto Mondesi? He's still around. What 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 happened to that guy? Yeah, someone once said until I actually see him on the field, I don't believe he exists. I have <laughs> no idea. Like this guy Mondesi, I remember in camp thinking, okay, you're thin up the middle. And the word I got was Mondesi will probably be ready by the end of April. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're going to put him on the 60 because the timeline actually kind of, you know, we only lose a couple of days. He's probably will be ready, you know, the end of May. And he's not even, I don't think he's even rehabbing, like as far as playing games. He hasn't done anything. Like we are solid, even if he's good to go, like three weeks away once he starts that rehab process. And he hasn't even done it yet. So I, I don't know. I think the only relief right now is like you Chang, you know, I mean, get him back. Put him at shortstop, you know, move Kike over to second base, move him around a little bit, maybe in center field, and get him back to that role he's really good at, which is really hard playing every other position, but still it's like that's I don't know I don't know where he is. I couldn't answer that one. I don't know. <laughs> hey, honesty from Lou Maloney. I love it. <laughs> hey, so uh have you heard anything on uh the two injured guys that I think a lot of guys are you know hoping to come back soon, Story and Duvall? Yeah, I think Duvall Last I had heard, he is expected to come back June 9th when he's eligible, which will be Friday night in New York. Um, so he'll be back. Story, uh, I think he's still kind of in that same time frame as far as mid-July goes. Um, I think he's swinging the bat. So I think they're – you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they're sticking with this mid-to-end-of-July type of thing and you actually kind of see him the first week of July. But, you know, given the all-star break, the timing of it, it's probably right after that. You can just smell it happening right now. What? They're going to get healthy, and they're going to have a great September, and it's going to be like when Lou goes out and shoots 88, but yet in 17 and 18, it's birdie par on the way in, and he's back out there again, even though the number blew up. Like, that's what it feels. Seriously. Oh, Mondesi will be ready to go. Story will be back. Oh, Sale, after uh, three months on the DL, he'll be okay. We're going to have a hell of a September around here that isn't going to matter. 
It just mm. feels like everybody's hurt, and they'll be back at the end of the year to leave a good taste in your mouth, and then hopefully Heim can go do something. I mean, seriously. Yeah. It'll, you know, for them right now, obviously there's a big weekend here with Tampa. It's like they just have to stay in it, you know what I mean? And they just have to play some meaningful baseball games, you know, and they're right on the cusp of it. Of course, they're another bad 10 games away from being out of this thing. Yeah. And, and I'm not even talking about the division. Like, forget about the division. Like, you know, and it's a long year. I don't want to say out of this thing, but, I mean, you lose three out of 10 again, you find yourself seven, eight games out of the wild card, you're in serious trouble. So, they need to figure out a way to regroup here and kind of put a good 10-day stretch, a good week, a two-week stretch together to try to get back into that wild-card spot of a half a game or whatever. Yeah, it it's like that. Uh, the, the, the end of uh, April and the, the beginning of May where they won those eight games in a row and really kind of padded yeah. their record. They need another one of those. Yeah, and you know, you, you, you just mentioned a certain a particular time, but the um, – like the trade deadline, you know, if they can get Story back at the trade deadline, they can get Duvall back, give him like a month swinging the bat well, and they're throwing the ball, playing the ball, playing well. Like right after the trade deadline, they make a move or two. Maybe it's not going to blow me away, and I'm probably going to be pissed. But their schedule after the deadline in August, that's when you finally get to play Oakland. You know what I mean? Teams like <laughs> Washington, you know? Granted, you're playing Cincy, but they're a lot better than those two teams. So it'll be interesting if you can get hot after the deadline because of that schedule. Oh, baby, our friend Lou Marloni. When are you back in the booth again, Lou? Uh, actually, next Friday. Hopefully, uh, Adam Duvall's first game back in Yankee Stadium. Then I got uh, Colorado Series, and I think that first game against the Yankees that following Friday. Oh, so you're yeah. going, oh, so you're going uh, down to New York for a weekend. That'll be fun. Well, it's kind of weird because it's nesting. So I do Friday night. Fox is on Saturday, and, and, and ESPN Baseball picked up Sunday. So I'm just going to fly in Friday, do the game, wake up, and maybe leave. Wow. The whole weekend. Rather fly than take a uh, train? Have a nice nice little four-hour Acela ride, get a little nap in there as well? None of that? No, you know, playing quick. It's up and down. Piece of cake. Wow. Piece of cake. I can handle it. Again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You'll twist your arm. Country country mouse Lou in the city, in the big city. Yeah, I was just going to (laughs) say, oh, I can take a 1 o'clock? Great. I can have a 6 a.m. tea time and still make the flight and get down there in time. Hey, Lou, thanks, brother. We appreciate you, man. Don't forget to to listen to the voicemail we left you, and we'll catch you down the road. That's actually a good point. I could get 9 in before that flight. Yeah, right? Uh, Uh, Yeah, you can. Because what? It's an hour and uh, 15 minutes. Piece of cake. You just, you just, you just helped me out there, Gresh. I appreciate it. Yeah, baby. And then you yeah, get Uber. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's a big expense budget for that in Nesson. And uh, go from there. All right, pal. We'll see you, man. Thanks, Lou. Bye, guys.